Ray back here. Welcome back to my podcast. Today, I am going to tell you about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I started it last podcast, but I couldn't finish it. So here I am, ready to continue. Now the sorting was ready to start, but it hadn't started yet. Dumbledore was telling his speech. Then the door, the giant doors in the great hall opened, and Snape walked in. He said he was not at the staff table with Dumbledore and the rest of the teachers. Snape said that Weasley, Potter, follow me. Fred and George were Fred, George and Percy were near the front, near the the staff table, and Ginny did not know Snape, so she knew he wasn't talking about her. So Ron was the only one. So Harry and Ron followed Snape into what looked like a file cupboard. But of course, there had to be some trick to this. Am I right? This is Hogwarts magic. Yes, there was a trick. That's where all the teachers they put the daily probate. So some of them about like arrests of death eaters and all, and some were mischiefs made by the students. Fred and George had the. Had a whole shelf named after them. That's how many they had. Snape looked for a while, and finally he found the one he was looking for. And he said, "You were found out of Foggy Fir in a populated city, seen by seven muggles." Then Ron was like, "Um, I have no idea what you're talking about." He lied. Then. Came in Professor McGonagall, which probably meant the sorting was over, because you know she keeps the hat on all the first years when they get sorted by the sorting hat. And so she said, "Snape is right. You were seen at a foggy fair by seven muggles in a populated city when crashed into a tall building. We have no idea what the name was. So." Harry and Ron were looked at each other, looked at Professor McGonagall, Snape, and then finally the Daily Probate, which had their name on it, Potter and Weasley. So then Professor McGonagall said, "Tomorrow you will both have detention. Harry, you will go with the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in his office." Ron, you will go to the trophy room to meet Filch. You will be polishing those trophies clean. Yes, even your last year Gryffindor win trophy. Remember, last year Gryffindor won the house cup. So then Harry and Ron went back to the Great Hall and sat down beside Hermione. Hermione said, "Where were you two? You missed the sorting." Then came all the owls. <coughs> Sorry, Hermione's barn owl usually brings the daily probate for her because Hermione doesn't have her own owl like Harry. And so the owl landed in front of her, and she read the daily probate, and she said, "Oh, I get what your issue was." She looked a little angry. Then Dumbledore said, "Everyone, you may start 
feasting and all the food appeared on the table harry kept eating and stood mining but she didn't eat as she wasn't as hungry as ron he ate so much he ate so much more than harry and mining and hermione said do you ever stop eating ron said what i'm hungry Did i tell you about sonic close to mentally poppington nearly headless nick i'm pretty sure i did in the last book well they had a class first step this was their last class because on the first day of school they only have one class it was defense against the dark arts which was good for harry because he could finally find out who the defense against the dark arts teacher was because well he didn't see him on the train because he didn't go with the train and he saw who it was this was the worst teacher in the defense against the dark arts ever chosen it was gilroy lockhart harry definitely thought his detention was going to be much worse than ron he hated lockhart hermione sat near the back in the corner ron and harry sat at the front there were four students in the front pavati pavati patel and lavender brown too so those two took the middle seats Ron and Harry were separated from each other. And so Lockhart said, "Everyone, class is in session." Today we are going to start with a little quiz before we get to defense against the dark arts. Who can tell me my favorite color? As usual, Hermione's hand was the first to get to the top. Lockhart looked at every student one by one. No one's hand was raised. Since Hermione was in the corner at the back row, he reached to her last and then said, "Yes, Miss." Then Gilroy took a pause and Hermione said, "Granger." And also, Professor Lockhart, your favorite color is lilac. Correct. Ten points for Gryffindor. Lockhart said. Then he said, "Now let's get on with the lesson. Today I have brought in Cornish pixies, amazing to destroy what muggles call internet and Wi-Fi." So, today we are going to see if you can defeat these Cornish pixies and bring them back into this cage. The cage has a towel tightly stuck to it. And after that, we could see lots of holes punching out small, small holes, but the pixies couldn't get out. You're probably thinking, "Oh, pixies! This is going to be amazing. They're so sweet and so tiny and so blue. Oh, I'm so excited to hear more." Well, then you're wrong. Cornish pixies are nothing like that, except the blue part. Yeah, that blue. They are like evil, but they're not used much in the dark art. So Harry and Ron said, Harry said to Hermione, who was only like two seats away from him, "How are these used in the dark arts?" Hermione took.
up her shoulders, which probably means you don't know. And so, Lockhart unleashed the pixies. There was a lot going on in that room after that. Pavati squealed and jumped onto Lavender, who started running around the room. Harry and Ron, sorry, Ron was stuck on the wall because two pixies were pushing his legs and two were pushing his hands. He was like tied on to that. Lots of pixies were also chasing Harry, so he ran down under Lockhart's table. And then the pixies blocked the whole thing so Harry couldn't get out. Some started to come in slowly, but then they got distracted and went to catch some other students. Hermione, well, Hermione, a million pixies were attacking her hair like they were bored, really trying to get a good nest in there. And two of them were like eating her shoelaces. And the worst person who had trouble was Neville. He got carried by two pixies with two fingers on both of his ears. Ears. That like so tiny, like as tiny as a baby bottle. And with only two fingers, they carried Neville up. I'm surprised. I didn't even think they could carry with two whole hands. Then Neville was like screaming so much. Hermione kicked off the pixies who were eating her shoelaces. But of course, they came back and now started eating her shoes. Of course, not so much. They were so tiny. And her hair was becoming a bird's nest. So many pixies were like pulling her hair like they were sticks and they were trying to make a nest with it. Nice to keep some eggs and all. Like they were mother birds. Harry was of course still stuck under the table. And Ron was starting to go higher but not as high as never. He was already hung on the chandelier. Then Lockhart said, um, everybody out. But Seamus and Dean were stuck too. You know, some other Gryffindors. Malfoy was also being carried by the shoes. He was upside down. Goyle and Crape were punching pixies in midair. And then after they punched all, then they went to save Malfoy. And a Ravenclaw, Onimic. Ernie Macmillan, yeah, Ernie Macmillan, he was running away out of the door. When he ran out, Lockhart shut the door closed and shooed the pixies away. Everyone else, out! Of course, Neville couldn't get out. He was still stuck on the chandelier. Ron fell down. The pixies had finally let go of him. And those four finally went to Hermione, whose nest was like, was like so messed up. Finally, she got the like pixies off her shoes and then none of them came back there but those ones which she kicked off onto her hair. 
Harry was still stuck on the table. So then Lockhart said that, um, you four clean this mess up. But then a pixie came and he shooed that away and ran out and shut the door. So, of course, Harry, Ron, Hermione and Neville cleaned up the mess. And they took all of their things and went to bed. Next day, it was time for Ron and Harry's detention. Harry went to Lockhart and Ron went towards the trophy room. Well, not yet. They stopped at the library to tell Hermione they were going to detention. And she said, but after detention, you promised to come back here to study, right? Harry and Ron looked at each other and started going to the trophy room and Gilroy's office. Then Hermione ran towards them and said, but wait, you didn't promise. But they had already left. Harry reached Gilroy's office when he went inside, the whole room was filled with his books. A magical me, werewolf attack things. So many books he had written. And there were like a million of copies of them. And there were a million square papers of Gilroy's picture on his table. Hello, Harry. Today we will be signing my autographs. And there were a million pictures of Gilroy all around too. Harry tripped over a book of magical mead. This was colored lilac. Some were colored red. Sorry. Some were colored red, yellow, blue. All of those are the colors. But his best sailor was lilac. Because, well, everyone knows that's his favorite color. And they assigned all the autographs and met back at the library. The next day, there were no classes this day, for second years. The next day, they were out to go meet Hagrid's. Then they bumped into Malfoy, Crabe and Goyle. He said that good-looking dress, mudblood. He said that to Hermione. Yes, she was a mudblood, which means you're a muggle-born, which she was. Her pants were dentists, not magical dentists. Then Ron leapt in front of Hermione and pointed his wand at Malfoy. Or did he? He actually pointed his wand at himself. He shouted a spell, but it backfired and ended up hitting him. And then he started vomiting slugs and his wand broke too. Then Harry and Hermione pulled Ron, or at least carried Ron, back to Hagrid's. Harry said, Hagrid, can we make this little chat quick? I've got a Quidditch match to attend soon. Hagrid said, hi, Hermione, Ron, Harry. Sometimes he says, Harry, come on in. So they went inside and Fang was barking a little. Ron, sit down. I'll get you a bucket. Because, well, oh my God, Ron started vomiting a lot. Hermione looked through the window to see Malfoy, Craven, Goyle laughing. And she said, he called me a mudblood.
Then Hagrid said, Well, you're good, Witch Hermione. I said, We've got to make this real quick. He looked at his watch and said, We've got to make this chat real quick, Hagrid. The Quidditch match is starting in five minutes. Well, you go along there. I'll meet you later. Sure, Hermione said. And actually, she was kind of cheered up after hearing what Hagrid said. And they hurried along to the Quidditch court. Malfoy and Craven Gall were already gone. So Harry went there. And it was time to play Quidditch. His favorite thing about Hogwarts. So they had the whole match and all. In the middle of the game, the bludger, you know, the thing that the beaters shoot, that started coming right at Harry. Harry moved. But then the bludger followed him. That was the weirdest thing that ever happened. Harry moved again, but the bludger still followed him. He even crashed into the stadiums. So the bludger did too. Hermione and Ron were there. They fell down. Not completely to the ground, but they fell down on that like board plank thingy. Harry kept on moving away from the audience and mostly both of them. But the bludger kept on following. And finally, Harry saw the snitch. You probably think this is the most amazing thing that could ever happen. And this is so good. Nothing can defeat this amazing memory. Well, then you're wrong. Harry sped through this to the snake. The bludger followed him. And then he caught it. But the bludger hit his hand. In the hand where he was holding the snitch. And he fell down off of his broom. Hermione shouted, pointing his wand at him, Arrest no momentum! And Harry stopped falling. He carefully fell on the ground. Not a little bit hurt. Except his hand, which... Now had broken bones. Hermione and Ron sped down. So did the teacher. Not all of the other audience was shocked. Ron said, at least you won. Hermione hit Ron in the back. Then Hermione said that, come on, we have to get you to Ma'am from Fee ASAP. But Lockhart said, no need, I know spell to fix broken bones. He did the spell, I can't remember what it was. But nothing happened. Then, oh, then he said, oh, um, uh, this might happen sometimes, taking Harry's hand. And he t- put his hand and it could bend all the way to the arm. Hagrid said, you can't fix this bone. You've taken his bones. Then Hermione said, now we really have to get you to Man Promfe ASAP. So Harry and Hermione went to Man Promfe because you're not allowed more than six visitors. So not all the teachers in Lockhart could come. 
I mean, all the teachers in Hagrid because Lockhart is a teacher. So, they went to Man Brown Face and said, Broken bone? I didn't fix a broken bone in a second. You should have come to me right away. Then, Ron said, If you can fix a broken bone in a second, you can restore bones in two seconds? Then, Man Brown Face said, no, restoring bones will take all day. And Harry, I'm sorry to say, but it will also pain a lot. You'll be here for about two weeks. Miss Granger, Mr. Weasley, can you tell all the teachers that Harry will be missing class for about two weeks? Sure, said Miney. Come on, Ron. So they went to the Quidditch Stadium. Harry, Ron. Harry and Ron. Oh, sorry, Hermione and Ron. Harry was still in the hospital wing. Ma'am from Face said, um, Harry, uh, I need to go to someone else, so um, I'm leaving you here. So then she went. That night, while Harry couldn't fall asleep, he had a cast on his hand now, which was of no use. He didn't have a broken bone anymore. He had no bones at all. On his hand only, not everywhere else. So, then... Harry could not sleep at all. He kept on thinking what could have been wrong with the bludger. Then he felt something climb onto him. And then he saw it. He turned on his like lamplight and he saw it. It was Dobby the house elf. Then Dobby was like, um, Mr. Potter, you're in the hospital. Good. Then Harry was like, how was this good? I had to miss two weeks of school. Then Dobby was like, um, I might have done it. I know, you probably didn't hear what I said. I might have. But Harry did because, well, Dobby was really close to him. And he said, what? You did that to the blood show? You wanted me to get hurt? Then Dobby said that, no, 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 I didn't mean to, for you to g- get hurt. I just, I just meant you to go back to, uh, to pre-bed drive, Mr. Potter, sir. Harry was in total shock. And I might have done the same thing with the, uh, at King's Cross Station. Harry shouted again. You stopped me and Ron from going to King's Cross Station? I mean, the Hogwarts Express? And then Dobby nodded and ran away. No, wait, said Harry. But Dobby had already ran away. The next two weeks, Harry was still there. Nothing so surprising happened. Well, then finally, he felt better just in time for Halloween. Yay! Harry, Hermione, sorry, Hermione and Ron were like, Harry, you're better again. That's great. Yeah, I know it is, said Harry. He still hadn't told Hermione and Ron about Dobby in the hospital wing or Dobby at his house.
then he was about to tell them and said, um, guys, could I have you for a minute? Because the whole great hall was crowding with people. He, because they were getting ready for the feast. So he couldn't talk it out loud. So Harry pulled Hermione and Ron aside. But then came Sir Nicholas de Mimsby-Popkington, a.k.a. nearly headless Nick. So he said, uh, you three will come to my death day party, right? So Nicholas de Mimps, then he took out a scroll and said, So Nicholas de Mimpsby Poppington, a.k.a. me, died on October 31st, a.k.a. today, Halloween. So I cordially invite Hermione Granger, Ron Weasley and, obvi, Harry Potter to my death day party. Then he closed the scroll and said, You will come, right? Harry said, Now's not the time for me to tell you the news. Then he looked back at Sir Nicholas, Nick, and said, Sean Nick, we'll be there. What's the time? Now. Oh, um, we were just getting ready for the feast, Ron said. Then Sir Nicholas said, Oh, well, of course I understand. Hermione beat Harry and Ron and then said, Of course not, Nick. We'll definitely come to your party now. So they followed Nick into the like ghost meeting area. There there were many, many ghosts. Except the Blooding Baron. He usually never, ever listens to anyone. So, he has some ghosts which were there. For, forget it. There's too many to name. Well, one of them was Morning Myrtle. She haunts the girls' bathroom. You'll understand that a little bit. Sorry, later. So, they had the old death day party and all. I'm just cutting this short. There's a lot of information about the death day party, but none of it is, none of it is important for later. So then, Harry again pulled them aside to talk, and he said that we have to do some researching in the library. Hermione was absolutely super duper extra amazingly happy. Ron was like, this is the saddest day of my life. So after the death day party, those three went straight to the library. Harry said that Harry told the whole story about Dobby in Prevet Drive and Dobby in the hospital wing. And Hermione was like, oh my God, how could someone ever do that to you? Then Harry said that, so if he was trying to protect me from some danger at Hogwarts, we've got to be prepared to face it together. So we have to do some researching to find out what this danger could be. And we need to find out who could be bringing it back. Because I'm sure it's happened before. Or else how would Dobby have known about it? So they started reading. And of course... Hermione read the fastest, and she was the first one to find something. Well, out of all the books here in the library, Miss Prince said we can't read the restricted section books, but I got the strip from Professor McGonagall saying I can. 
I got this. This is the only one I could find. So, she said, The Chamber of Secrets opened 50 years ago by somebody we do not know. Inside it was a terrible creature. It may have been opened again in Hogwarts year soon. Hermione read that out loud. Harry and Ron were like, that's probably what the creature inside it. That's what Dobby was protecting me from. But who could have opened the Chamber of Secrets? Hermione said, well, the writing on the wall. Professor McGonagall, sorry, Miss Nora is getting petrified. It must have all been the creature in the chamber. Harry said, wait, wait, wait. How can a creature write so well? That writing on the wall looked perfectly great handwriting. I don't think the creature did that. Of course, he must have turned Miss Norris into stone. But I think the person who opened the Chamber of Secrets wrote the writing. Of course, said Hermione. Well, we better do some research on this now. Ugh, said Ron. I said, I bet it was Malfoy. I bet his father opened the Chamber of Secrets 50 years ago. Hermione said, Harry, that's a big accusation. Harry said, then we'll need to find out. So, they kept on searching in the library for some potion which could maybe like trick Malfoy, like Vitriasm. But they didn't know about that yet. That comes in the fourth book. Then Hermione found something. Look, a polyjuice potion. It allows you to look like someone else. This will be perfect. You two can become Craving Gall. And I'm going to become that big fat rat, Milsom Bulstrode. How can you become that, said Hermione. Said Ron. Look, over here it says you need a body part of that person. Craving Gall are easy to trick. But they say Millicent is the second smartest kid in Slytherin. Malfoy is the first. Hermione kept on looking and said, Actually, I found this. When Millicent was dueling me, she dropped one of her hair. It must be hers. I can use this. And I've got an idea for Cravenwall. So she told them the idea. And... Then they did napkin. Let me tell you the idea. So, Hermione got her wand. No, Ron got his wand out and said, Where's the food? I got cupcakes. We all know the Gringal are greedy guts for any food. So then, Ron said, Wingardium. Hermione said, Shh. And also, maybe I should do it. Your wand's broken, remember? Oh yeah, said Ron. So she, Hermione pulled out her wand and said, Wingardium Leviosa. I put in sleeping trot inside it so they'll fall asleep and you and Harry can get some pieces of their hair. Harry was ready behind a pillow to, with some scissors to get two of their hair. Gravengall instantly fell asleep because of course they ate the cupcake. Hermione... And Ron said, now Harry. And Harry cut out 
some hair. The brown one is crepes. So I'll keep this. I'm becoming crepe. Gall, I mean, Ron, you're becoming gall. Here, black one's gall's hair. Hermione, Hermione used her wand and again she said, Wingardium Leviosa. And she made those two fly into the staff cupboard. Well, the old staff cupboard. Now they don't use it anymore. They have more modern one. And then she locked the door. Knocks. That's locking charm. Come on. This is a tricky potion. She pulled out the book. Miss Prince allowed me to borrow it. So, well, what are we waiting for? Come on. Let's go to the bathroom. Girls' bathroom. Ron was like... Harry and Hermione started walking. Ron was like frozen there. Then he got out of the frozen part. And he ran to Hermione and Harry and said, Wait, wait, wait. Why are we going to the girls' bathroom? Aren't girls going to come in there? And me and Harry are boys. Oh, Ron, do you ever stick your head around this castle? No one goes to this girl's bathroom. There's a new one. Why do they not go? Asked Ron. Because morning myrtle haunts it. They finally reached the bathroom. In the last cubicle, they heard a lot of sobbing. It was a ghost. The ghost which I told you at Nick's nearly headless Nick's death day party. Morning myrtle. She was sobbing in the toilet. She heard people come in. And she flew into the toilet. Yeah, I know, that sounds very disgusting. But she's a ghost. She can go through things. So she was probably in the pipes by now. And so Harry, Ron and Hermione started brewing the potion. Hermione poured it into three cups. Now, Harry, Ron, here. I got the size of crepe and gauze gowns. Go in the toilets, change, and then finally, drink the potion. Then, you'll become Craven Gall. They were like really giant. Craven Gall eat a lot, so they become really fat. Harry and Ron went into the bathroom. But before going in, they put in the hair. Ron put in the hair. And Hermione put in the hair. They went in. They wished each other the best of luck and they changed. Well, Harry and Ron changed. Hermione's already had Millicent-sized gown on and they drank the potion. <laughs> Hermione said, remember, it only works for, oh my God, one hour. You understand why she said, oh my God. Before one hour. Harry and Ron came out. Ah, Goyle, said Harry. Then Ron said, ah, grave. Then they both laughed. Oh, it's you. Harry and Ron said, Hermione, come on out. You have drank the potion by now, right? Hermione said, yeah, but I think you two should go on. I'll just stay in here. Then... Then Morning Myrtle heard this and she said, Ooh, this should be interesting. (laughs) 
But she's not like the bloody baron of bees. She wasn't doing completely an evil cackle. She was just thought it was something funny. Then Harry and Ron said, Come on out. We know Millicent looks weird, but we won't laugh. Promise you won't laugh, said Manny. Harry and Ron looked at each other, then back in the cubicle, which was locked. That was the one Hermione was in. And then they said, yes. Hermione came out. I look ridiculous. She was not Millicent. She was a black cat. Bulstrode must have a cat. And that must be the hair that dropped onto me. Then Myrtle shrieked with laughter. Kind of like fancy. Yes, you'll understand that later again. She was like this. <laughs> you have a t- that's a tail. Then Hermione was like, exactly why I didn't come out before. At least we didn't laugh, said Harry and Ron. And he said, okay, you stay in here. We'll go and question Malfoy. So Harry and Ron went. Oh my God. There was this whole conversation with Malfoy. He kept on laughing, the bad things about Hermione, Ron and Harry because he didn't know he was actually talking to Ron and Harry. And then finally when he turned back, Ron, said, Ron saw something appear on Harry's forehead and he said, Scar, pointing to his forehead. Harry looked up and he saw the scar. Then, Ron started to become like, well, Ron. And Harry pointed at his hair and said, red hair. Then, Harry covered the scar with Goyle, aka Ron, behind him. And said, um, uh, Malfoy, uh, I think Goyle's getting another tummy ache. Uh, we better go. He grabbed Goyle, aka Ron. Oh my god. If I say Goyle, just, it's Ron, okay? And then they ran out. Harry became Harry again. And Ron became Ron. Hermione was already sent to man prom phase because they went back there to check on her. She wasn't there anymore. Myrtle must have dropped her off. Then what happened? Oh, right, of course. So, they went back to their dormitory. Someone, well, while Harry and Ron were questioning Malfoy, someone had trashed Harry's space in his dormitory, or his Ron Seamus, Neville and Dean's dormitory. His, all around his bed was all trashed, his blanket was thrown down and all his pillows and everything. It was just trashed. Ron was like, Ron said, don't worry, I'll help you clean it up. And so he did. But of course, not of course, you probably didn't expect this. There was something which Harry didn't have. Ron picked it up and said, where does this diary belong? Harry said that I don't have any diary and looked at the diary that Ron was holding. This empty diary? It's not yours? No, said Harry. Harry had no diary. Not at all. And also, even if he did, that's probably a study diary which Hermione gave to him. So, Harry said, 
I don't have any diary. I have no idea what that is. Okay. I think that's enough for this podcast. So I hope you liked it. I have to do a third part for this book. Hopefully I can finish it then. So bye. Stay in tune. See you later.